Hello and welcome to the Howard Wright Know Your Money podcast. I'm Ashley Smith and I'm Tom Richards. On the Know Your Money podcast we talk everything finance from financial planning tips to how what's going on in the world around you affects the money in your wallet and most importantly your financial future. If this podcast helps you please like and subscribe so that we can help as many people as possible moving forwards. In today's episode we're going to be discussing how to make the most of the junior ISA nest egg. Ash, could you tell our listeners how much you can contribute into a junior ISA each year? Of course, no problem, Tom. Um, so as of the 6th of April 2023, the amount you can pay into your junior ISA has increased to £9,000 per year. That's an incredible jump from the previous allowance of 4368 The tax saving this provides is an effective way of building up a nest egg for your children's future to help them with things such as gap years, university fees, or to enable them to get a foot on the property ladder. That's brilliant, Ash. Thank you for that. Could you now explain what type of junior ISAs are available in the UK? Yeah, so there's two main types. You've either got a cash junior ISA or a stocks and shares junior ISA. In the current interest rate environment, the cash versions can attract quite generous rates, some as high as 4 to 5% as of the time of, of recording. Another advantage is that they don't have the volatility associated with the stock market, which I know for a lot of people that has been a particular concern or issue uh, at the current time. Whilst this is the case, a junior ISA is usually looked at as a long-term savings plan because it's set up usually for younger children and they can't access it until they're 18. Um, and using a cash version of a junior ISA could well be a wasted opportunity. Despite the recent turmoil that we've had in stock markets, they do usually outperform cash savings over the longer term. And as we've discussed in previous blogs, if you can achieve higher returns, the impact of compounding can really add value to your investments. So for example, if you had a junior ISA and it was invested and achieved 6% per annum as a return, and you were to put the full 9,000 pounds per year for 18 years. At the end of 18 years, that £9,000 a year that you paid in would be worth more than £290,000. So as you can see there, once compound interest kicks in, it can have quite a considerable impact. Um, I can already hear some of our, our listeners saying, well, I haven't got £9,000 a year to put away. The same is true with much smaller sums as well. If you had £50 a month or £100 a month and you invested them at 6% after 18 years, your £50 a month is nineteen and a half thousand and your hundred pounds a month is thirty nine thousand pounds. Yeah it does. Compounding has a really great effect even on smaller amounts. That's brilliant. Thank you Ash. So if if you're wanting to use the junior ISA as a vehicle for long term investment uh, to get your child through a degree uh, or to help them buy a property, cash is not the most effective way to do so. Um, Ash, would a monthly contribution into a junior ISA be an appropriate option for our listeners? So both annual and monthly savings will have advantages and disadvantages. However, whether it's monthly, whether it's annual, any savings are better than yeah. none at all. So whatever works for you is always the right option. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Ash. Um, could you now explain to our listeners, because I'm sure this will be another question that they'll ask, is uh, what are the inheritance tax implications when using a junior ISA? Yes, yeah, so parents or guardians are the only ones that can actually open the junior ISA up for the child, but grandparents can pay money into the account. Mm. And we do get that quite a lot at Howard Wright, where it's grandparents that actually want to start gifting money to the to the grandchildren, um, but, and we need to get the parents involved to do that. It can be a very productive way for grandparents to use up their annual gifting allowance. 
they do just need to bear in mind that the inheritance tax rules, those especially now that GUISA allowance has increased, um, could mean that the money they're paying in, at least some of it falls into to inheritance tax rules. So the annual gift allowance for inheritance tax is £3,000 per donor. And if you haven't used your allowance in the previous year, you can carry one year's forward. So in theory there, if you had um, grandma or grandpa that each had £3,000 allowance and they haven't been used it the year before, there's £12,000, which is within the, the junior ISA allowance there. If they have used their allowances in the previous years, the maximum between them would be £6,000 or £3,000 from each. That doesn't mean, however, that they can't put the full £9,000 in if that's what they want to do. If they were to do that, any amount over their gifting allowance simply would just get added back to their estate if they passed away within seven years. If they live longer than seven years, we ignore it. If they pass away within seven years of making the gift, we simply add it back into the estate. If that puts the estate over the inheritance tax thresholds, then potentially, yes, there is some inheritance tax to pay. If it keeps the, if the estate doesn't go over the inheritance tax thresholds, then no, there is no inheritance tax to pay. Um, but either way, there would be no immediate liability to tax with a, a payment into a junior ISA. Another question I'm sure our listeners will, will be asking us is, um, what happens when my child turns 18? So once your child turns 18, or grandchild turns 18, uh, the junior ISA ultimately turns into an adult ISA and it's theirs. They can do whatever they want with it. They can either access it directly, they can transfer it into a different ISA. Um, I suppose on the one, one side, by setting up your junior ISA, it really is encouraging them to develop a lifelong interest in money, um, helps them build up great investment discipline, but that's only if a, they're aware of it, and B, you get them involved in the process. Now, I'm not suggesting that you get your 18-month-old involved with investment strategy, but certainly as yeah. they enter their teens, it could be a great thing to do to introduce them to the junior and say, right, this money is yours, it's invested, come and speak to the advisor with me, and it sets them up on the right path moving forwards. Um, obviously, the downside to that um, is that when they are 18, if they're not financially literate enough or they're not mature enough to have a, a, a huge lump sum, if you've been fortunate enough to put £9,000 away and it's now 200 plus thousand, um, they do have full access to that at 18. So it is a, a thing to consider there. That's brilliant, Ash. Thank you so much for that. Now, I'm sure there'll be lots of our listeners wanting to take advantage of junior ISAs and compound interest. So how can they get in touch with um, our child advisors like yourself at Howard Wright and how can they contact us? Um, yeah, so same as always, uh, the best way to contact myself or any of the chartered advisors here at Howard Wright is to go on our website www.howardwright.co.uk and fill in the inquiry form or give us a call on 0345 4939. Just before I leave you here, I do want to just quickly stress that whilst the topic of this podcast has been the junior ISA, there are lots of different options when setting up investments for children, grandchildren, all with advantages and disadvantages. So I would stress more important than ever that if this is something you're looking to do, speak to an advisor, make sure that the junior ISA is the right product. And if it's not, what product works best for you? Thank you very much for listening to the Howard Wright Know Your Money podcast. I've been Ashley Smith. And I've been Tom Richards. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe or share on your socials. And if you're listening to us on Apple Music or Spotify, please drop us a follow and leave us a review. It really helps other people find the podcast, enabling them to know their money better and build stronger financial futures. Please also check out the Howard Wright link tree for loads more tips, tricks, articles, videos and podcasts just like this one. 
And most importantly, stay, stay tuned, tuned for future episodes. This recording contains information from sources believed to be reliable, but no guarantee, warranty or representation express or implied is given to its accuracy. Howard Wright does not undertake any obligation to update or revise any future statements. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future results. Investments can go down as well as up, and actual results could differ materially from those anticipated. This recording is for the information purposes only and has no regard to the specific investment objectives or financial situation of any individual. The information contained in this recording is not intended to constitute and should not be construed as investment or financial advice. Appropriate personalised advice should always be taken before entering into any transactions. No responsibility can be accepted for any loss arising from action taken or refrained from being taken based on this publication. Howard Wright is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.